Rita drops in on friendly publican, Lael Ma, who's the latest owner of the Elephant Bridge Hotel in Darlington. That's 194 kilometres southwest of Melbourne. It's been continually licensed since 1842. And it's a striking bluestone pub that's become a popular community gathering place from all around the region. I'm talking to Lal Mann. Hello. <laughs> Lal and her husband Charlie are the owners of the Elephant Bridge Hotel, which became a hotel in 1842 and is still going. It's one of the longest running hotel, continually running hotel pubs in Victoria. It is, yes. It's um, it's it basically, it, I think along with a pub in Portland, it might be. It's fully licensed since 1842, and it's been a continuous license held here. It's changed hands and it's changed into various forms, but in its current iteration it's been here since about the 1850s so and one of four original inns in Darlington and the only one left standing today. Which is pretty amazing. What strikes me is that it's so continuous that there's a list of licensees up above the bar. <laughs> and, and we have the honour of being of being added to that list, which we weren't expecting, but we've um, we've loved this place for a very long time and gratefully took over a bit under a year ago ourselves. Why did you take it over? Um, we're local farmers, actually, so we're not in this industry and we're learning a lot <laughs> straight in the deep end. But um, we loved the building. My husband grew up in the area and he had very fond memories of coming here as a child with his family. Uh, in those days, they used to buy their steaks raw and cook them themselves on an open barbecue, which, of course, you wouldn't be allowed to do these days. But um, all, almost all the families around here remember doing that. And it was such a joyful experience and a community experience for them all. And they all have fond memories of this place, you know, with aeroplanes landing out the front and harvesters pulling up and all sorts of shenanigans. And it look, it, the lady who was here prior to us coming was a lovely woman called Karen and she did a brilliant job renovating and it was in, in dire need of some serious renovation. And that was a mammoth task which she undertook almost single-handedly with the help of, of some wonderful local trades. It was a huge job and Karen really put her heart and soul into the building. But I think it sort of reached a point where it was perhaps a bit too much for one individual to run single-handedly the business side of things. So for five or, or six years, Karen was running it as a B&B whilst living here. And we just, we really missed the place and we felt that the community missed the place. So when we were fortunate enough to be in a position to make an offer, we sat down with Karen and we reached a really happy agreement between both parties and, and we sort of took over purely with the aim of opening it back up for the local community more than anything else. And that's one of the things that strikes me, that how important country pubs are for a community. Absolutely, and I think particularly given that, that the church isn't somewhere where people go so much these days, we, we can and be And that was isolated. only once a week. Anyway. Yes, and that was only once a week, but you had sort of community events around a church and that sort of thing, so there were reasons for people to come together and organise events, whereas these days you have sporting clubs and there's, and there's not much else and people can tend to feel a bit isolated, particularly working out on properties on their own. Um, and the pub really is somewhere where people can just 
go at the end of the day, have a drink, see some friends or friendly faces, certainly familiar faces because mm. everyone around here knows one another. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, and, and that, it, that's really it. And us. it's a great old bluestone building. This is bluestone country. It, it is. The Western Victoria's it, basalt it country. And it's a really, it's sort of a landmark in many respects because it's on the Hamilton Highway and it's a big two-storey bluestone building with um, white coining on the edges and around the windows and it sort of always really stood out. I, I didn't myself grow up out here but my father did and he remembers it from his childhood. I remember it moving to the area. It's one of the landmarks that it's really strikes you apart from the mounts themselves. So it's not actually, it's a lot more than a pub in fact. It's yeah. a community centre, it's local history. Yeah and the history is just, is is quite beautiful really there's um it's renowned for being haunted this pub and particularly one ghost that a lot of people have had some interactions with I haven't had the benefit of having any interactions as yet but Adeline who was one of the licensees the the longest standing licensee here is still said to reside within the building and she keeps watch over everything and I remember one anecdote where she greeted a group of shearers at the front door with a shotgun and told them to go away because she wasn't opening for them (laughs) (laughs) she must have been she was one of those she must have been one of those great women publicans absolutely I think she would almost be the epitome of those great women publicans and I was reading about her she was the daughter of uh, the publican who was shot or who died in the pub oh right and um, his wife I think stayed on she had a number of children and Adeline who was known as Ada took over and ran the pub from 1889 to 1943 yeah yeah and in fact I gather Now, I don't know what happened in the interim from when she finished running it herself, but I know that she came back here to um, end her life. So she she ended her days here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Which is is almost quite a lovely thing. And I I might be incorrect in saying this, but you can see the local cemetery from out the front of the building and certainly from the upstairs. And I gather that's where she rests now. Okay, so, when she's not here in when the she's not, yeah. <laughs> when she's not visiting us. <laughs> That's right. When she's resting, she's yes, there. Yeah. And so, what have you learnt in the year, year you've taken it over? My goodness, a lot. Uh, the hospitality industry is challenging. It's very different to farming. Farming, you're in control of your inputs and outputs. Hospitality is really hard to hard to predict who's going to walk through the door and how busy you'll be, particularly in these post-COVID times. Yeah. Um, with all sorts of restrictions and and the changes to the way in which people have learnt to live their lives. So we've been learning a lot. We've been extremely fortunate because we have a very solid um, crew here Mm. working in the building and they've been with us, most of them, for for the entirety of the time that we've run it and they're incredibly loyal and just fantastic attitude and a joy to be around. So I think... For the most part, they are the personality of the building because it's it's lovely coming in here and seeing all of these these wonderful young people hard at work and enjoying their jobs. So that makes a big difference to us and, and making sure that our staff are happy here. And we really just want people to come and have an enjoyable experience, particularly the young families in the area. It's true, and which makes this altogether one of the 
really good hospitality stories in Victoria at the moment. We're trying. I don't know. I don't know how well we're going in terms of our books, but we're trying. So I was interested too that you said as a farmer you're used to controlling everything. What yeah. the weather? Well, not the weather, but but we certainly we we're we're in the stony country, so we're in the lava flow, and um, certainly my husband does a very good job of keeping an eye on our stock numbers and what we can balance and 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 what we can trade so it feels far more, there are far less variables the weather's the primary variable in farming mm. and and fluctuations in the market of course but but you can you can work within those challenges whereas here we never know what's coming day by day that's right or who's going to or, come or who's and going because to come. it's a local pub so much a local pub no one's yeah. going to ring ahead and say I'm, yeah, our people are pretty good, actually. If they're staying for meals. Funnily enough, I think that COVID taught people to ring ahead. There's, oh, how interesting. Yeah, yeah, so we do get a lot of reservations, even just for an evening meal for two people. We get a lot of people calling in, so we've been very lucky in that regard. But in terms of, I think, even the challenges of fuel prices, because yeah. we're so isolated... If you feel like a meal, but you don't want to spend the money on food, just walk down next door to the local pub, whereas we out here only have a few dozen houses around us. Um, it's not a huge community, although people come from far and wide. Yeah, you're, you've got a catchment area. That's right, yeah. So um, so it's a little harder to pick in terms of that sort of thing. And, um, and with us as well, because our outdoor area is so beautiful, the weather and the and the poor start to summer that we had made life a little bit challenging in that regard because that's really, in terms of the areas within the building or within the mm. grounds, that's probably my favourite part. It's a beautiful part. And all I can wish is that the sun keeps shining oh, on thank it. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Lal Man.